0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally all around the world. This is another episode with your host, David J. Harris Jr. And it is a pleasure to come to you live today. Uh, I was traveling yesterday. Hopefully you, you enjoyed my show. I'm having some technical difficulties it seems like today. But uh, I'm here. I am here and I am live and I have a show for you today, friends. What in the world is going on, on on this TGIF? I think it's Friday. This week has been crazy for me. Traveled to San Diego, got to speak at Awakened Church in San Diego. The churches uh, in California are still pretty much on lockdown, so they've got to abide by that 100 person um, maximum. And uh, But it was live streamed all over the place. But it was an amazing time. Hopefully you had a chance to check that out. But uh, if you're on Facebook, thank you so much. Please do me a favor. Hit the share button right now. The goal of my news broadcast is to bring you the truth, is to bring you a side that uh, we don't see on the mainstream media too often. And maybe one of your friends or somebody else's friend or family will see something on today's show that will make them say, wow, I didn't know that. And I need to go research. I think if a lot of us, uh, if, if more of us did our own research on things, we would find a lot Uh, We'd find out a lot about exactly how much the mainstream media lies to us and lies all the time. Twitter, thank you so much. Please retweet. If you're watching on YouTube, thank you so much as well. And if you're listening via my podcast, thank you so much for subscribing to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast. Please share this podcast when it's over with at least 10, 15, 20 friends. Just help me spread the word about the truth that I'm trying to bring. Well, let's get into it. What, What takes place when liberals really have their way well we are seeing exactly what takes place in seattle can you even believe that they have taken over six blocks and the mayor is actually saying oh well it's like a summer of love i've got that clip to show you as well but uh this is this i shared this article earlier it's absolutely just alarming and it should be telling to every single individual that lives in a democrat controlled area uh, if you've been voting for Democrats in your in your precincts and your in your districts, excuse me, then this is exactly what uh, what they want to do. That's what they're willing to do. Seattle Mayor Durkin, we could have the summer of love. Have four blocks that are more like a block party, really. She thinks it's a block party that's taking place in Seattle on the same day. The chief of police, Carmen Best, said that there have been rapes, robberies, and all sorts of violent acts on the very same day. Uh, And occurring inside Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, or they're calling it CHAZ, Mayor Jenny Durkin described the siege as more of a block party with guns. It, It does not get more idiotic than that, friends. It truly doesn't. Which one is correct? Is it a love fest or a den of anarchists who have decided that they can do anything they please? I'm pretty sure that's what it is. I believe that Durkin and Inslee are allowing this to go on in order to force president trump to take action that's what they're hoping for they will describe as a uh, they, they will describe it as a tyrant, a tyrant sending in military forces to quell a peaceful demonstration durkin said i've got the clip i'll take you right to what durkin said uh, it, it's pretty it, it's pretty unbelievable but uh, let's 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 listen to cnn first and then we'll go to durkin
1: there's food being served there's a medical tent people are camping out there's live music at night they're watching movies.
0: I, I, it, it, I mean, can people come and go from this area? I mean, it, I mean, the president makes it sound like this is an area that has been taken over uh, and no, is being British ruled Apple. by, you know, somebody,
1: and they, they
0: you know, it is being ruled race. by, by, you know, by, uh, I don't know what, how he would describe them.
1: Everybody, everybody. If, in fact, there is going to be federal officers or federal law enforcement come to this area, it is not going to be a pretty situation. They want to see this police department defunded or even abolished short of some type of major concession. They're not going to leave voluntarily. And we should point out that Washington is an open carry state, Anderson. Some of these protesters are armed, Anderson. So uh, you have to worry about the potential for bloodshed, the potential for violence, if, in fact, they're going to try to remove these people by force.
0: Yes, open carry, lots of guns, lots of anarchists that would love to do nothing more than what they've already been doing. On the very same day that this woman, this mayor, basically said it's like a summer of love. She's, I believe, truly trying to get the president to take action. I don't know what the people of Seattle are thinking about their current mayor right now in this situation. What if they decide to take over 10 blocks? What if they decide to take over 100 blocks? What's gonna stop them? Who's gonna stop them? I think they're willing to do exactly whatever they think they can get away with. And it's pretty interesting to me that one of the first things they did was put up a perimeter. Yes, they wanted a wall. And they also began checking IDs to make sure that it was individuals that they wanted inside. Those are all things that we all stand for here in this country, at least if you're on the Trump train. We believe that we need a wall. We, we believe in voter ID. We need uh, people that are going to vote to actually make sure that they should be having the right to have a say-so in our affairs in this country. So here's the mayor of Seattle downplaying the situation. And then I'm gonna bring you the chief that absolutely excoriates this woman.
1: To tell you about the situation on the ground in your city, uh, but in terms of how it looks to the rest of the country and the president is basically ineptitude,
0: the abil- inability to control your own streets. Is that fair criticism? Um, we've got four blocks in Seattle that you just saw pictures of that is more like a block party atmosphere. It's not an armed takeover. There is no threat right now to the public. Block
1: parties uh, don't take over a municipal building, let alone a police station, uh, and destroy it, um, basically thumbing their nose at any sense of civic control. Do you believe uh, that you have control of your city and that you would be able to clear those streets? Because you haven't.
0: We do, and the chief of police was in that precinct today with her command staff. We have to acknowledge and know that we have a system that is built on systemic racism and we have to dismantle that system piece by piece. How long do you think Seattle and those few blocks looks like this? I don't know, we could have the summer of love. Really? It's pretty interesting to me that she went as far as to say that we've got a system of of systemic racism in this country. She's pretty much siding with all those rioters and looters. I, I absolutely believe she's trying to get the president to, t- to take action. Hopefully the people of Seattle want the president to take action. Hopefully they start a petition to remove this woman from office. What in the world is she thinking? Literally giving away four city blocks. Chris Cuomo, I think, couldn't even believe it himself. It's absolutely inept that this woman can't control her own city. I shared this earlier, I believe, in this week. It's like Gotham. Have you seen the Batman movies where it's literally anything goes for criminals? That's pretty much what we're seeing take place. We cannot forget that that is what I believe the Democrats want and they're allowing. It's all political. They don't care about the the collateral damage, which is Americans' lives. Here's the chief of police making it really stinking clear exactly the dangers, the violence, the rapes that have been occurring because this mayor isn't doing her job to protect us, the American people, or at least her own constituents. Um, Our 911 uh, response times have tripled in the area. They've gone from just over five minutes to about 18 minutes. Rapes. Robberies and all sorts of violent accidents have been occurring in the area they were not able to get to. So it is not a right for us not to be able to deploy our officers here. Chief Best spoke with protesters several times, and she and command staff evaluated the building and found someone did breach the facility. Uh, there is some damage, and it clearly is a mess around here, so we need to do a lot of cleaning. 911 calls through the roof. But wait a minute. Aren't the Democrats in Minneapolis suggesting that we need to defund the police? There's actually several Democrat-controlled cities that are saying the exact same thing. So who's gonna answer the phone when uh, 911 is called? Well, I don't think they care too much. Friends, this is exactly how grotesque the current state of the Democrat party is. They do not care about us. I hope when you see that, when you see the chief of police actually give the facts, give the statistics of all of the crime that's increased Since this has been allowed by the mayor, you understand they are selling the American people, their own people, their own constituents, they're selling them down the road. I can't even imagine the amount of fear that's going through the minds and hearts of those people in Seattle. The good, well-meaning people of Seattle, a lot of them probably Democrats that said, you know what, I didn't vote for this. What is this woman doing? And now it's too late, you're stuck with it. Could you imagine If we had somebody like Hillary or Joe Biden in the White House right now, allowing this to take place, maybe so that they could say, it's time for us to take control of of businesses. We need to just implement a socialist uh, style of government. We know what's better for you than you do for yourself, and we'll take care of you. Well, that's always what they say, but that's never what they actually do, friends. The mayor still is defending the actions that are taking place in this Chaz zone saying it's not a lawless wasteland of anarchist insurrection, when in fact, that's exactly what it is. Far left, Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin is trashing President Trump now over this and has thrown her complete support behind the anarchists to threaten the law-abiding citizens in her city. She even had porta-potties delivered to their enclave. What's next, meals from the finest restaurants in Seattle? I wouldn't doubt it. She's also allowed the anarchists to take over now six uh, square blocks in Seattle but she's not the dumbest person in Seattle not even close that honor goes to those who elected her well even if they did think that they were doing something smart I think they know now side note you deserve the government you voted for unfortunately there's a lot of individuals that didn't vote for her but that goes to uh, you know our, our Republic that we have uh, hopefully there's enough of those individuals that did vote for her that wake up and realize that this is exactly exactly what they do not want Yet, that's what they've currently got. Seattle Police police Chief, I shared that one. I'm gonna get off of Seattle. Our prayers go out to Seattle and hopefully more than that, um, people's common sense comes back. When you truly see what's unfolding there, it, it just does not make any sense whatsoever. Yet, that just continues to be the story of so many Democrats in office. Joe Biden, Joe Biden said something yesterday. Yesterday, I was with the President of the United States here in Dallas at Gateway Church. I had the honor and privilege of being invited to that. I was right in the very front row. Uh, several of my friends were on the panel with the president, with Dr. Ben Carson, with Attorney General Bill Barr, and he addressed and brought forth several things, several action plans that this current administration, that this president's gonna do via executive order to try to help. Uh, to try to help stem and curb what so many Americans believe is such a huge issue We've had issues in this country Before Jim Crow, obviously there was systemic racism Since then, since the, about 60 years ago, since the 60s We have done a lot to make sure that all men and women are treated a, a fairly Yet there are still some bad apples in the bunch But some of the things that the black community has been wanting for so long That Barack Obama had 8 years to do anything about and didn't is one simple thing school choice. You know if parents had the opportunity to send their kids to the school of their choosing, I think there'd be a lot uh, there'd be a lot of uh, increase in actual learning. There'd be more uh, challenging uh, teachers that are actually on the job instead of just getting the the students that they're given and then getting paid for all those students, they would actually have to perform, perform well in order to earn the parents' trust and desire to put their kids in that school. So that's just one of the things that this president shared yesterday. Can I tell you, it was such a beautiful thing. And and I'm the first uh, to try to say, you know, it's not a black-white, it's not a color issue, but for the Democrats and the liberals, it is all about color. They say that, oh, all of us that support the president that are of darker pigment, they say we must be paid. Well, none of us were paid to be there. We're there because we support this president and his agenda. Here's one little clip from the president from yesterday, where I was sitting right in the front row at Gateway Church here in Dallas.
1: And fourth, we're renewing our call on Congress to finally enact school choice now. School choice is a big deal. Because access to education is the civil rights issue of our time, and I've heard that for the last, I would say year, but it really is. It's the civil rights issue of our time. When you can have children go to a school where their parents want them to go, and it creates competition and other schools fight harder because all of a sudden they say, wow, we're losing it. We have to fight hard." It gets better. So many different ways, but there are groups of people against that. You have unions against it, you have others against it, and they're not against it for the right reasons. They're against it for a lot of the wrong
0: reasons. That was just one short clip from the, the amazing address that the president gave yesterday. While he understands so much, I believe, of what's going on in this country, and he surrounds himself most of the time with very smart, very wise individuals. Everybody on the panel yesterday was absolutely brilliant. One good friend of mine, Jack Brewer, ex NFL player, superstar, played for Minnesota. Very good friends with Mike Lindell. Actually, Jack is the individual that introduced me to Mike Lindell. Huge shout out to Mike Lindell and MyPillow. Don't forget, use the code David at MyPillow.com to save up to 60%. Bless that Patriot. He's going through a tough time right now because he's supporting Tucker, uh, but uh, he's also blessing this brother and blessing this show. But Mike Lindell's amazing. Jack Brewer's the individual that, uh, that introduced me to him, and Jack had an opportunity to share, and I I gotta tell you, if you don't understand and see that what's taking place in our country right now, I truly believe is a spiritual battle. There is so much being unearthed, there are so many things being exposed, and this president and his administration is doing the exposing and trying to do as much as they can, yet the House is kinda keeping their hands tied behind their back. But Jack Brewer really let loose yesterday here in Dallas.
1: Not as divided as our politics suggest. We are not as divided as our politics suggest. But I tell you what, this president, when I walk into my prisons, I'm I'm blessed. I I teach in prisons across our nation. Men who are broken, the most broken men in our country. Our Bible teaches us to serve those in prison. Our Bible teaches us to serve the poor. And when I walk into my class, and I say, guys, raise your hand if you've gotten your sentence reduced from the First Step Act and every single one of them raised their hand. That's because of you, Mr. President, and that's because of policy. But you're brave enough to go against what everyone else has said about you. Now I'm calling on you to do more. We have a real issue in our country, and the root of it, let's not get our eye off the enemy. The root of it is
0: fatherlessness. Our kids don't have fathers. That was just a clip, but I got to tell you, the place erupted. What Jack shared was so brilliant and so on point, and it's something that we all, I believe, need to address in whatever way, in whatever manner we can. We've got to get more involved. I know I'm going to be more involved in helping individuals and organizations in my own area. Uh, helping out with the boys, boys club, doing what I can. We all need to make sure that we can do that because fatherlessness is truly the number one issue facing this entire generation of people and our country. The stats go through the roof for somebody that does not have a father in the home to help raise them and show them how to act like a man, how to treat a woman like a man, like a good man. We need more fathers in the home. So while you won't see that on the mainstream media, because they want to continue to share this narrative that the president's racist there was eight nine black folks on that panel all speaking on behalf of this president some of the police chiefs that were there that were speaking absolutely brilliant they they have the they have the support they've given their support to this president but you won't see that on the mainstream media my question is why why are they afraid to show that why don't they show clips where the president is actually specifically addressing racial tensions in our country. Why won't they show you that? Because they want you to believe one thing about this president and his administration. They want you to believe their narrative and it's all orange man bad. It's nonstop orange man bad. And now you've got politicians that are literally allowing their cities to be destroyed, which they just did through all the riots that have taken place over the last couple weeks. Again, I believe to just hurt and harm This president's chance at re-election, yet they're exposing what they're truly made of. So on the other hand, we've got an amazing commander-in-chief at the helm of this country right now, and who's he going up against? (laughs) Joe Biden. What he said yesterday was not very funny. Joe Biden says the death of George Floyd is bigger than the assassination of Dr. Martin Luther King. Are you kidding me? How in the world could you even put those two in the same category? Dr. Martin Luther King specifically, I'll I'll come back to this, Dr. Martin Luther King knew he was putting himself in harm's way every single day. He championed causes that truly did change our country forever. His causes were righteous, they were just, they were true. And he got death threats, and yet he still willingly put himself on the line every single time he went out to speak. I believe, I've seen a, a documentary, I believe that he had a death threat. He even knew he had a death threat the day that he was assassinated, but he said he had to go. He must go, he must speak. He was not willing to allow them to silence him. To suggest, and it's a tragedy that George Floyd died, but to suggest that George Floyd in any way whatsoever comes close to what Dr. Martin Luther King did for this country shows you truly how shallow Joe Biden is and how little he truly believed and thought of the great Dr. Martin Luther King. It's not actually unusual for Biden to cheapen the death of Martin Luther King Jr. In his time in the Senate, Joe Biden usually sided with segregationists and helped pass legislation like Bill Clinton's crime bill that led to the mass incarceration of blacks in this country. Biden made the claim that MLK's death had less impact on the world than that of George Floyd. That would be true if you were rioting and looting, and looting as positives, if you viewed writing and looting, looting as positives. Make no mistake, Floyd's death is both tragic and criminal in nature, but having more impact on the world? You heard what I shared, absolutely disgusting. Here's Joe in his own mouth saying what truly should make every American's jaw drop, especially any American that's a part of the black community.
1: But even Dr. King's assassination did not have the worldwide impact that George Floyd's mm-hmm. death did.
0: I, I don't even know what to say. This this is the this is the best that the Democrats have to offer for the potential president of the United States? Uh, I'm sorry. I, I I really hope after he said. If you don't know who to vote for, me or Trump, you ain't black. Speaking down to any black individual that basically thinks for themselves, is a free thinker and understands exactly what's really going on and has done their research, there's no way hands down that I would not vote for President Donald Trump. But to suggest that, to say that, and then to follow it up with totally cheapening the assassination of the greatest civil civil rights leader that this country's ever seen is truly... Truly disgusting, friends. It's just, it's disturbing that this is the best the Democrats have to offer as potential president of the United States of America. I really hope somebody out there is waking up. I really hope you share this. I really hope people see even just this part. I might pull it out and just play it on its own because it's a slap in the face to every true civil rights leader, to anybody that's ever been inspired by Dr. Martin Luther King's words, his messages. His phrases, his his speeches, his life, it absolutely throws it in the garbage to compare it to what took place with George Floyd. Here, here's one more for Biden. I, I got to show you this because, again, I don't know if he realized or he forgot or he couldn't feel that his uh, face covering was hanging off, dangling on one of his ears, but he pretty much kept it that way. And while he's doing his best, I got to tell you, I truly believe that he's battling mental issues. In all honesty, I have a lot of people message me and saying that they've got loved ones, family that have dementia and they said this looks exactly like everything they've seen with their family. So I'm not trying to bash the guy over that. If anything, it shows you really how desperate the Democrat party is that they don't care. Even his own family, why would his family put him through this? The guy can't even finish a sentence.
1: You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know, uh,
0: uh, his, his just inability to focus on any federal responsibility. Could you imagine that man being the president of the United States? No, I've told you before. I really believe that if they feel that they can get Joe in with the win... Whoever his vice president is, will probably wind up taking over within three months. Can you imagine having a vice president that nobody voted for, that didn't make it through their own primaries, that their own party didn't vote for, and then that person winds up becoming president? I do not put it past the Democrat party at all, that that's exactly what their hope is, is if they can get Joe the win, whoever he picks for VP will be the person that then becomes president of the United States. Somebody that nobody even voted for. That's truly, truly disturbing. Well, back over here, we've got other stuff going on in the news. Senate Judiciary Committee authorizes subpoenas for 50, over 50 Obama officials, including Rice, Clapper, Brennan, and Lovebirds, Strzok, and Page. Oh, yeah. The mainstream media is not talking about this either. The Senate Judiciary Committee has approved subpoenas for over 50 former Obama-Biden administration officials can't forget this is the uh, this was the biden administration as well the authorization gives chairman lindsey graham the power to subpoena not only testimony but documents and other materials as well oh yeah it's heating up the complete list of those who face subpoenas there it is it's a long list Uh, i'm not going to read off all the names make sure you check it out at davidharrisjr.com uh, or DJHJ Media. It's my new media uh, arm uh, website that we're building to separate some things out. It's going to be really exciting when it's done. Many of the people on the list may refuse to testi- testify, using the Fifth Amendment uh, as their tool to avoid testifying on their possible crimes. But what they do not give the committee, uh, what they do not give the committee, could come from other witnesses who want to deflect their blame and toss their former compatriots under the bus and I think we're going to see a lot of that happen as people try to save their own behinds. No timetable or order in which witnesses testify has been announced and no one knows if Graham will take it serious this time. We hope he does. The deep state will try to run out of the out out the clock in hopes Joe Biden wins. If he does no evidence will ever see the light of day but at least it sounds like and looks like we are getting some momentum uh, on finding out all the dirt on all those dirty officials, people that were supposed to be serving us, serving the interest of the American people, planning and plotting a coup attempt against a president very duly elected and that I believe will win again. And here we go, this is from my friend that I had on my show. This uh, Georgia Democrat representative, um, Vernon Jones, introduced a bill to classify attacks on Trump supporters as hate crimes that's exactly what they should be. Democrat Georgia Representative Vernon Jones that I've had on my show, I have a podcast with him if you haven't uh, listened to it, it's a great podcast to check out, who's endorsed the re-election of President Donald Trump, and he's black, got to point that out because that matters in today's uh, today's landscape, right, Um, is preparing a bill that would classify an attack on anyone just because they support the president as a hate crime. This bill would allow the courts to sentence violators to more than a slap on the wrist, they could serve at least six months for their crime. Jones received a lot of backlash for supporting the president. He had intended to leave the Georgia state legislature in April, but support from his constituents led him to change his mind. Jones cited the jobs for blacks that Trump created, especially the good paying jobs in manufacturing. He, You know, those manufacturing jobs that Obama said weren't gonna come back, that nobody had a magic wand? Yeah, well, abracadabra, sucker. He also mentioned the First Step Act, that reversed the mass incarceration from the Clinton-Biden crime bill um, that uh, Biden personally pushed through the Senate that led to the mass incarceration of blacks. He also loved the fact that Trump sent so much money to, to traditional black colleges and universities that kept some of them from closing their doors. And lastly, he praised the president for creating opportunity zones that gave tax breaks for companies to move into blighted areas and allowed for the revitalization of many black communities across the nation please share that article he that that is a person right there that is either watched my show which I know he does and has but he is touting some of the exact same facts that I continually champion as one of the reasons why I love and support this president and it's information like that that you will not see on the mainstream media because it doesn't support their narrative orange mad bad and he's a racist Well, why would he do so much for the black community if he was a racist? But I truly believe that he just sees the holes, he sees the gaps, and he knows how to fill them. Let's not forget that this man is a a, multi-billionaire, a business mogul that understands how to build, how to create, how to create wealth, and now he's doing it on behalf of all of us Americans. Just look at the stock market. I mean, I had friends of mine that were some very very wealthy friends that thought that we were going to absolutely see devastation in the stock market down to ten thousand the Dow uh, because of the uh, because of COVID. Well, none of that happened. It was actually all uh, uh, the opposite. It starts to, it started to take back off very very quickly because this president knows how to mitigate risk and manage and uh, uh, create growth. That is what he's been doing ever since uh, for what 40, 40, 50 years probably since he was in his twenties so absolutely something beautiful and then to finish this off with black lives matter this leaked memo from a democrat actually suggesting to stay away from black lives matter what happened because now all they seem to be doing is embracing everything that is black lives matter this leaked memo warned lawmakers don't offer support for the radical black lives matter a leaked internal memo from 2015 warned Democrats against supporting BLM, an organization that they determined described as radical. The memo from then DCCC official Troy Perry addressed to DCCC staff uh, said that Democrats running for for the presidency in 2016 had been struggling in trying to reconcile BLM's tactics in a way that will help them get elected. The DCCC is the official arm of the Democrat party charged with helping to re-elect uh, to elect democrats to the house of representatives they were charged with trying to recoup the house from republicans of course they failed as donald trump won the presidency helping republicans down ticket uh, to get elected or re-elected in his memo perry warned the democrats that one line was top secret and should not be shared with anyone this document should not be emailed or handed to anyone outside of the building it reads please only give campaign staff these best practices in meetings over the phone well Somebody didn't listen, and uh, what they leaked in the two-page in the two-page memo, the DCC official Perry described Black Lives Matter as a radical movement intent on ending anti-black racism. Though police abuses are central component, the founders view the movement more broadly. Uh, it continues by noting that Black Lives Matter also seeks criminal justice reform. Well, thank President Trump for that. We already got it, particularly sentencing reform. Again, we got it. Ending prison, uh, prison industrial complex, prison r- police reform, referring to hiring, training, and unfair practices. The movement also, for the for the Democrat memo, seeks an end to police brutality uh, and the stop and to stop killing unarmed Black Americans. The problem with that is not only was this memo leaked. The problem with that is so much of it is not accurate. There were nine unarmed Black uh, men that were killed, or Black Americans that were killed last year. There were 19 white uh, Americans that were killed, unarmed white Americans that were killed. The, the statistics and the percentages have been de- decreasing over the last several years uh, in violent crime overall and crime from cops towards any individuals. All the numbers point in the other direction, but BLM doesn't care. And then it was exposed that Black Lives Matter, their donations go directly to Act Blue. Well, who does Act Blue support? They support all Democrats. They've supported Biden. They've supported Bernie. They've supported Pocahontas Warren. They are a political arm of the Democrat Party, friends, and that is exactly what this Black Lives movement has become. It's really what it is at its core. So don't get sucked up into it. Don't get twisted up. We are good here in America, and President Donald Trump is doing amazing things to address uh, things in the police uh, force, things like school choice, and there's other stuff that's also coming that's going to help to do exactly what he set out to do, make this country great again, make it greater than it's ever been, and then we're going to keep it great. So that is it for today, friends. TGIF, I hope you enjoyed this. Please share it. Thank you so much for the orders at my at, at uncorkedliving.com, my wife and I I's small business. I love writing those little notes. We were gone for a few days, so we had to play catch-up today, and I'm writing the highs on there. So my uh, uncorkedliving.com, use the code DAVID. You're blessing me and my wife and our small business. Or go to mypillow.com and use the code DAVID there. My wife, uh, she slept on the, the, the bed in the hotel the last couple nights at a very nice uh, Pastor Jurgen. He put us up in a very nice hotel in San Diego, and she said her back's killing her. She couldn't wait to get back to our mattress topper from my pillow uh, here at home. So MyPillow.com, use the code DAVID, and thank you guys so, so much. If you're listening to my podcast, please share this to 10, 15, 20 friends. If you haven't already subscribed to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast, please do so. I'm going to be interviewing somebody very soon that... Uh, Fox is even asking, who is Jason Sullivan? His name has been under the radar, yet he was also hauled in by Dirty Cop Mueller, and he was working directly underneath Roger Stone on behalf of the Trump campaign. What he went through, friends, he's never shared it before, but he sh- he said, David, I will share it with you for your podcast, for your show. So make sure you subscribe to the David J. Harris Jr. Podcast. God bless you. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your evening, and have an amazing weekend. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you before Monday. All right, bye-bye.